0: Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. Uh, we are again joined by Justin Haskins from Woo, the Portland Institute. Thank thanks. you so much for being yeah, here.
1: Thanks for having me. And
0: thank you for um, staying for the the uh, the late event
1: I know. This is night. my first time to Texas, not just to The Blaze, but to Texas. Mm. And I feel like you guys need like some sweatshop. It's like a sweatshop we wor- here. So. Yeah. Yeah, we worked you too, too <laughs> hard like, while you were amazing. here. It's amazing. Yeah, you guys are
0: incredible. <laughs> well, thanks so much for doing it.
2: I agree, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, I believe I'm legally required to talk about Barr and his mm-hmm. testimony. I am mm-hmm. um, not happy about it, but I am legally required, and I don't want to break the law.
0: Oh, okay, great. And the, the punishment is very severe. I
2: think it is. great, yeah. <laughs> right,
0: Justin. Uh,
1: yeah, Facebook is banning all sorts of hate groups, dangerous hate groups, Louis Farrakhan, Infowars. I know Stu is sad about that. But <laughs> uh, uh, sad about so, both of them. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. I know. You but, love Louis Farrakhan, yeah, yeah. I'm
3: sure. But. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right, Andrew.
3: I'm going to rant about water parks. (laughs) Water parks! (laughs) Sounds about right. Are you going to use the term dag-nabbit at any point? Dag-nabbit. You do
0: know this show is called The News and Why It Matters.
3: I'm going to make it relevant. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm wearing a bathing suit underneath my clothes. A
0: lot to get into, obviously. Uh, First, we want to thank our sponsor, Relief (laughs) Factor. Um, So, Justin, you may not be of this age yet, but... Uh, I know there are a couple other people maybe here at the table who have gotten oh, to the age. do you think age? I am? <laughs>
3: you do like you're Not a like day over 45. Great. <laughs> Good.
0: But, you know, you get to the age where things start hurting, and, you know, you walk in the office limping, and people are like, what did you do? And you're like, I slept wrong last night. I don't know. And Now I have this terrible injury. <laughs> um, but the majority of, uh, of Americans, I think, live in pain just all the time, and None of them seem to think that they're going to get out of pain. They just think that this is just life. Um, well, it doesn't have to be that way. Uh, we over here at The Blaze, a lot of us are taking Relief Factor. It's done wonders for Glenn. Um, it's made him tolerable to work with. Am I right? <laughs> um, and I take it I wouldn't, from, I
2: wouldn't go that far. I not <laughs>
0: sorry. sorry. <laughs> um, I take it for some back problems that I had, and nothing worked for me. Pharmaceutical drugs didn't work. Acupuncture didn't work, because I'm a weird hippie like that. Um, massage didn't work. Relief Factor works. So if you are just living in pain and you think that there's no way out, try Relief Factor. They have a three-week quick start pack for $19.95. Uh, the majority of people, 70% of the people who buy that, go on to keep purchasing Relief Factor. It's working for that many people. It can work for you. Go to relieffactor.com. All right, Stu, you're legally required to talk about, about bar.
2: I am, and I'm sorry. Uh, so it's bar, job, I know. So Bart, yeah. Exactly. Bar, apparently, that's true. It's a legal requirement. Uh, Barr was testifying about uh, the whole Mueller report situation. If we, of course, we'll do a little bit of rewinding here. Uh, the Mueller report gets turned in. Barr releases a letter, says basically he's completely innocent of collusion, Trump. And he is, uh, they give the one quote of that he is uh, not, he didn't do enough to commit the crime of obstruction, but also he didn't do enough to exonerate himself. And that's kind of the summary that's released. It's a short letter. And right away, the Democrats come up, and they say, oh, well, surely he's not telling us the whole story, and why isn't he releasing the whole thing, and he should release the whole thing, and all the underlying evidence, and, and all of that. Uh, so a couple days go by, and Robert Mueller writes a letter to Barr. Now, they're kind of friends, so it's kind of a weird approach to write a letter. I mean, you could have just called the guy up and be like, hey, well, I, you know, I didn't like what you did there. Text, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Exactly. <laughs> uh, maybe uh, 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 Maybe they're in the same Facebook group. Exactly, Facebook group. There you go. There we go. (laughs) Very good. Very good. So here's a couple excerpts from the letter, the the, kind of the big moments. Uh, The summary letter that the department sent to Congress and released to the public late in the afternoon of March 24th did not fully capture the context, nature, and substance of this office's work and conclusions. Goes on to say there is now public confusion about critical aspects of the results of our investigation. This threatens to undermine a central purpose for which the department appointed the special counsel to assure full public confidence in the outcome uh, of the nego- investigations. So after Barr gets this letter, he calls Bob Mueller up. They talk on the phone. Uh, Bob Mueller apparently says, nothing you said in the letter was inaccurate, but you really didn't get the context. Uh, and, Bob, and, uh, and, he, and Mueller says, I'd like you to release our summaries, because I guess you know the Mueller report, they also re- produced some summaries. Um, and Barr said no. That's basically where that happened, and then uh, released the report, obviously. So that's the whole setup to say. Now, of course, the Democrats are saying, well, we knew he was lying, and um, this is a disgrace and outrage, outrage, and he's you know a terrible person. And, of course, the Republicans are saying the opposite. They're saying he did everything right. And like the accusation from Democrats is basically like this guy— tried to manipulate public opinion by not giving the full results of this investigation uh, publicly? And, of course, the answer to that is, of course he did. He's, yes, he did. Just like, by the way, uh, if Eric Holder was there, he would also have given the best possible spin in his summary to try to win the news cycle and may have people make up their minds. This is very standard politics, and now we're kind of in this fake outrage um, uh, cycle for Democrats who are saying, you know, I can't believe he would do this. He's supposed to be this public official. You know what? So is Sarah Sanders. I mean, we pay Sarah Sanders. Sarah Sanders was not an employee of Donald Trump. Uh, Jay Carney was not an employee of Barack Obama. He's our employee and he's supposed to communicate to us the things we need to know about the presidency. How does that role actually operate? The role actually operates, of course, as a person who's just a spokesperson and a spinmeister for whoever is president. That's not supposed to be the case with uh, with with Barr and, and any other person in that position. However, we all, I think we all understand this man was just appointed by Donald Trump. He has the job. He's appointed by Donald Trump because he's going to probably look at things the same way that Donald Trump does. He doesn't think that with no underlying crime that this should have been that big of a deal. And I believe Barr legitimately believes that this was overblown. However, you know, part of the reason he has the job is probably because he thought it was overblown. (laughs) Uh, the, the idea that we're all going to freak out and think that this is some crazy out of step uh, you know, thing from any other administration is just political posturing. And to take it a step further, what happened? Right? What was the actual cost of this? Let's just say we find uh, um, messages in a Facebook group that indicate that Barr legitimately was just trying to put spin on this uh, to try to win this news cycle. And he did win the news cycle, right? So for two weeks, we all thought, wow, like, he, he didn't do anything wrong. And then the entire report comes out with almost nothing redacted, and everyone gets to read it. And the Democrats are like, I can't believe this happened. It's, like, it's, it's a <laughs> disgrace. It's like... If you can't reclaim the news cycle with 448 pages of reports in the next 18 months, you just suck. (laughs) Just give up what you're doing. Stop running for president. Retire the party. Maybe we, we get the wigs back. I mean, we, we go any way would you want. I would gladly head the wig party yeah. up. I was there thinking about
3: that this morning. I hate the party. <laughs> you? Yeah, yeah, I was. So I was like, I
2: really don't like red team and blue team. But like, yeah. I don't really fit anywhere. I could be a wig. Yeah. Look, I don't think anyone... I mean, The system, and I made this point on this particular program before, is a really poor one. Anytime you'd be investigating the president, the way the system is set up right now is that the attorney general appointed by... By the president makes all the decisions, not only on the first letter and the summary, but also what is redacted in the report and many other things. He does not have to release these summaries mm-hmm. from the Mueller report. Um, it's all on him. And he's appointed by the guy that's being investigated. It's a dumb system, but everyone knows every single uh, president will get the same treatment from their attorney general unless they hate each other's guts. And I don't think it's worth getting all fired up about it, especially when, at the end of the day, we have the whole thing already. Like this might make sense if only the summary came out and then we knew about the letter. But the whole thing is already out. We already know what it is. We all read it. We all bored ourselves to tears on that whatever that was that Thursday.
0: See, I don't think everyone did read it though. I read something that said the majority of people have not read it. Well, I read the, I think the six I
2: would pages, think, pages and it was just
3: like there <laughs> <is> <laughs> no
0: well, you know what the majority, in it. The, the majority of journalists and reporters. I don't think have read it either. So
2: I think we all do know, though, generally speaking, we've read reporting on it. I mean, you're right. right. The average person... i they're going to. Uh, yeah. They're not
0: going yeah. to go through yeah. and, and actually read a report that they're going to go on to report about.
2: <laughs> I think some of them did, and I, I know we did here. Um, and look, yeah. and there is except for Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, look, we, we were forced to do it because it's our jobs, except legally for Andrew, reported. apparently. Right. No, it totally did. Yeah, Dragons. Yeah, no, it's not, there's no, there no dragons, dragons mentioned in there, but um, I just think that I, w- I would just say that like. It, the, the cost was very minimal. It's very much in line with a, expectations of politics. And we just have to remember, this is essentially a Spartacus moment for the entire Democratic Party. Yeah. They're all just trying to make a big deal and, and, and raise themselves up in the presidential
3: there's, there's one detail I'm curious about, though. You said that um, Mueller had wanted a synops- that they'd written a summary in yes. the special counsel's mm-hmm. office and that Barr didn't publish it. Like that, that I find interesting because I would rather hear a summary from, from Mueller than I would from Barr yes. uh, since he'd headed it up. Now, is, he, is that being suppressed or is that something that Mueller can independently publish? I do
2: believe he, Mueller cannot independently publish it. It would have to be approved by Barr. Uh, you may yeah, know. I think you're right. Yeah, um, you should do that. Then he should let that out. I'm totally fine with it. I mean, again, he's summarizing things that like it's the reverse is the problem more to me. If if you have just releasing a summary and never release the report, I would be more yeah. I would be more problematic. The fact that Mueller is going to summarize the stuff that we know in long form is I think would be helpful to the average person because then you're getting an independent voice on a large report that no one's going to read. As in, you know, Your person going to work at McDonald's is not reading the 448-page Mueller report. Maybe they do read a, a summary. Whoa! I worked at yeah. McDonald's. I'm allowed to Whoa. say that. Uh, <laughs> and I was a really crappy employee. By the way. Uh, that's why I'm here. <laughs> if I only the McDonald's thing would have worked out, I would have stayed. Um, but uh, I think the reverse is less problematic. I mean, I think, you know, the fact that we're not going to get a summary, and we may still get it. I think we will get it. If, if it's not leaked within the next week, I'll be surprised I mean, anyway. Muller <laughs> might be too good of a guy for that, though. He
3: might, like, he's might he, be, but he's got, he's got a lot of like people He's like sleeping around. into 435 now. <laughs> yeah. <because of> <laughs> to do that. I, I mean, like, I, I, don't, I, I did not finish reading the report, but it seemed to me that, that uh, basically Barr had said, like, hey, like he's effectively exonerated, Like we're done. Whereas Mueller was like, basically he wanted to obstruct justice but wasn't competent enough to pull it off. That's kind of the synopsis, right? That Trump God. wanted to do
2: some obstruct justice. He told people obstruct justice, and they just wouldn't do it. There are and definitely so- in- incidents like that, for sure. Um, well, but, of course, that's how we determine crimes. I mean, I think it does seem like the, 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 the summary of it is that he didn't actually commit a crime. That doesn't mean you can't be critical of Trump, as we have been. I think he, he did things, I think, there most, much more to obstruct the media coverage of him yes. than of yes. justice. When it came down to handing over documents, for example, about Jared Kushner, He did everything he could uh, to not let the public see them and not let the press see them. However, when investigators asked for them, they just he said, "Yeah, just hand over whatever they need to do." Mm-hmm. He's just obsessed with the media, and like I think, like it, you can be misled into thinking, "Oh, this guy's trying to hide some big secret from investigators." He just wants to win that second media battle. That's all he cares about.
0: Justin, I want to get uh, your take on this because you know when the uh, the report came out and the summary came out and Barr held the press conference and all that whole fiasco was yep. going on, we talked about. Um, it was interesting that Mueller included uh, the you know. Okay, this, he's not guilty of, there's no right. collusion. Okay, this one, well, we didn't find anything strong right. enough, but he's not completely exonerated. Yeah. It seems like an interesting tidbit to just throw in there.
1: Yeah, I mean, clearly he's trying to plant some kind of seed of doubt in people's minds about this whole issue of collusion. I mean, uh, with the obstruction of justice. But what's interesting about that is there are a lot of people who think, how can you even have obstruction with an agency that reports directly to the White House, for instance, some of the elements of obstruction that were included there were firing or considering firing um, Mueller, for instance, mm-hmm. was one of the things that they looked at. And some of those things, it's like, well, if 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 the president can't fire Mueller, then who can fire Mueller? No one. I mean, <laughs> right. Mueller's just in, he can just live in this position forever. I mean, literally, could he could we have a special counsel then that lasts Forever and just continues on and no president can ever come in and fire them because every time a new president comes in the special counsel says well I'm investigating that president too for something. else." Oh, I love this game. I mean, I gotta get this. Yeah I mean, it's it's sort of I mean at some point some of it is ridiculous some of it is warranted I mean there were clearly things that were very questionable without any doubt at all But I think we have to keep in mind the whole point of this investigation was to determine whether there was collusion with the Russian government and really, so far, there hasn't, they haven't found any ev- direct evidence of that. No, some really no. weird things, for yeah. sure. Some really suspect
0: meetings. Yes. Well, and they found some, you know, Russians that were right. doing yeah. at, shady things. And but at a higher right. level,
2: that's actually what the report's about, right? right? It's exactly. not even about Russian collusion. It's about what did the they do. Right. And there's, exactly. So there's definitely valuable things that I think came out of the report, but... Uh, when it comes to this, I mean, this is just—I think—a lot of politics. Yeah. You know, look, you, Cory Booker wants to try to go from four percent to six percent, and he's going to do whatever he has to take to get there. And most likely, he'll go to two percent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's a sad. There's a sad ending to this story, but yeah, it I'm is not just at all. And <laughs> I don't think most
1: Americans care. To be honest, yeah, I, I don't right. think they care. I think people who are, are people like us, idiots like us, are continually watching like this Andrew sort of thing. thing. Well, yeah, I yeah. know mm-hmm. all six pages of it. Game of it Thrones down. came out about the same time. <laughs> okay.
2: okay, that's
3: fair. I feel
1: like I've got a reasonable. And it was
3: dropped at, like, 4 p.m. I had I'd already had two martinis when that report came out. Like he did oh, it strategically. Wasted, he did it. Yeah, four, Wait, four no, it was, like, 10 a.m. No, when the, yeah. when, the, when the Mueller report dropped. No, I guess they announced it at, like, 4 p.m. or something, Oh, right? backtracking. No, 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 they did it on a Friday oh, at, like, 4.30. They did that very uh, intentionally. Andrew, stop I, me. I, they just
0: told me in my ear, HR wants to see you. All right, we're I'll see <laughs> Back in a minute. <laughs>
2: Yeah, because it came. It was 10 o'clock, and then they ran the CDs over to Congress. And it was right then they released it. it was like 11 a.m. they released that.
0: <laughs> All right. Before we get back into it, I want to thank our sponsor, Real Estate Agents, um, So, Stu, mm-hmm. you work in radio. Yes. You are very familiar with moving from one location and going to a completely different location that you have no idea What are the nice areas where you want to move your family? It's hard,
2: right? We've probably moved seven or eight times since I started working with with Glenn. And every time you go to a new place, you need to find a new real estate agent to find where you're going to live. And that is not always a, you know, you, what do you do? You're Google, basically, yeah, right? you're like, you either know someone who knows someone, which is not. Who knows someone, know someone, knows someone who knows someone who knows someone, someone who barely has ever done real estate before. Or you're going on, like, you're, like, clicking on Zillow, and you're like, oh, that agent's face is next to the house that looks good. <laughs> and then, like, that's how you're picking them. Neither one of those are good ways mm-hmm. to do it. You need to this be able how to. how I st- date Zill- Zillow. Zillow.
0: Yeah.
2: A lot of cute real estate agents. <laughs>
0: that explains a lot, Andrew. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's, that's uh, so Glenn's team, Glenn has this team, and they actually, they've vetted all of the top real estate agents all across the country. Um, and so they, they share your values, their listeners, their viewers. Um, they know when you say, hey, I'm packing up and moving to uh, Wisconsin, and I have no idea about Wisconsin. Where are the nice places to live with my family? I want to live in a safe place. They're going to know where that's going to be, and they're going to put you in the right place for you. Go to trust.com if you are in the market to buy or sell, and uh, they've got you covered real estate. Agents, I trust.com. Um, All right, Justin, so Facebook. Yeah, wait, Facebook. Okay, before we get into this, I have all to right. say, I was, telling, I was telling Justin this off air. Uh, Washington Post actually published this story about Facebook. You saw this. I saw Facebook that. I banning, noticed that I was
3: going to say something about it, and then they yeah, corrected they, the record. they
0: did. They, so there was a tweet that said, uh, it had the little headline, and it said that Facebook bans far-right activists like Louis Farrakhan
3: Ah, oh, yes. Extreme oh, Republican. Far oh, right. No. Louis.
0: <laughs> yep. Louie. You know? Um, so they they said that, and then they went back and, I guess, corrected it later. And,
3: the, and then they corrected it to hate groups. So it's like it's... Did
0: they? Okay, so, I thought it was so extremists.
3: There's, yeah. There's, there's, well, it's, it's, there's Extremist. extreme hate groups and right-wingers, but there's no <laughs> there's no spectrum that can encompass left-wingers. No, 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 no of course not. No. Yeah, you can't, you know, so Louis Farrakhan's not part of the, he's just adrift.
0: Yeah, okay, so Justin, so they have banned, yeah. but poor Alex Jones. I know, I, well, the amazing,
1: I know, we, we don't sympathize enough with Alex Jones, yeah. I think. I, I think the most amazing part of this whole story is that it wasn't just the individuals, it was also any Facebook groups that they're associated with, including their, uh, like in Alex Jones' case, Infowars, his a media co- company, and they banned their Facebook page as well, and they did it all under this guise of it's hate speech, it's dangerous, that was a direct quote, dangerous speech, um, which I find very interesting, and it le- it's sort of, I understand on one level, you don't want, if you're Facebook, you know, the KKK, adver- making, having advertisements and advertising on Facebook, but if you're going to be an open platform, and you want to be treated like an open platform legally, and not a publisher, like a newspaper, or a media company like The Blaze, well then you have to allow people to speak freely. And you don't get to decide, I think, what is dangerous and what is not dangerous, because once you start going down that road, well then, I mean, you can ban almost anybody for any reason, that's sort of what they're starting to do. Now I don't like Louis Farrakhan, I'm not a fan. He's a little too right-wing for me. <laughs> um, but uh, but I'm not a fan of him, and I'm not a fan of Alex Jones, but I don't want to silence those people either. Mm-hmm. Um, if they want to uh, spew crackpot theories, then they should be able to do that, I think. And if I don't want to go to their... You know, ridiculous websites, then I won't. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that there's anything particularly dangerous, dangerous. about allowing people yeah. to speak and allowing other people to say, you know what, I don't really like what they're saying. I'm going to stay away from that.
0: I think maybe what's dangerous is um, allowing people to believe that reading something, you know, that yeah. speech could be somehow harmful to society.
2: Yeah. I mean, and I think this is also a, a problem with conservatives and the way we react to this stuff. I mean, first of all, I completely not only reject that Louis Farrakhan is right wing, but also that Alex Jones is right wing. Yes. He yeah. no, he's not even remotely close to anything that I would ever consider to be right wing. Um, that being said, uh, a big part of the pushback from conservatives, instead of saying, hey, banning people for speech is wrong— and we should stand up for people on the left who get banned for speech. Instead, the conservative reaction has been, well, why don't you ban Louis Farrakhan? Yep. Well, now you got right. that. Does that feel good? Right. Are we, are, or, is this or, a win? Or, or maybe we should regulate Facebook, which has been one of the more disturbing
3: uh, that, things that's happened. And, so. and conservatives have gone down that road hard. There's, there's, there's a few Republican politicians that are going, hey, we're getting bullied. We should have the government step in to fix this, which is a terrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> and, uh, I, I, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of mixed on this, to be honest with you, because uh, I, would be, I would be 100% against any government censorship, of mm-hmm. these people. Um, uh, you can be a raving psychopath as long as you're not actually breaking the law by inciting violence or by committing libel or whatever it is. You have access to say whatever you want. You're, you're an American. But these are private platforms. Yep. Uh, if I had Andrew Heaton the platform, I would kick off Alex Jones because uh, he's, he's basically the, 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 the thing for me that would get him kicked off is that he did Uh, intentionally try and get people to follow around um, Sandy Hook uh, parents that had been, you know, they lost a kid and he's claiming it's a hoax and these people are stalked by Alex Jones fans and that kind of thing. So I do think there's eventually an electric fence that's there. I think he crossed it. What bothers me more is if it's a vague um, kind of Anti-free speech culture—that's pervasive. I think that's what you were alluding to, to a, good, uh, to a point yeah. of just kind of—we don't really like them. I think it's okay to have practices in place to, to, to knock people out, but I, I think it becomes more problematic if it's just we're not
2: going to let people we, we dislike on the platform. Yeah, I think that you are potentially drawing a line between publisher and platform, the platform there. Yeah. And like, I, I, so, yeah, what, what is? Because I don't actually know that, that difference. There. Yeah, so there's fed, federal
1: law actually says that um, platforms are, are exempt from being held liable for things that are said uh, deliberately. That are deliberately false statements. And that makes sense. Like, for instance, um, if you have Facebook and someone goes on Facebook and says all sorts of ridiculous libelous things, Facebook should not be held liable just because they went on to Facebook and did this. But the New York Times can be. Why? Because the New York Times is not an open platform. It's a publisher and they're making decisions about who they're going to allow on and who they're not. Um, and by making those decisions, they now become responsible for what those people say if they, if they, break yeah. some, if they say something libelous. And so if Facebook starts saying, well, we're going to start making decisions about what kind of speech we want on our platform, well, now you're starting to cross into publisher territory. And if you're once you start going down that road, well now you have to be responsible for the the voices you do allow on your platform. Just like the New York Times does or just like yeah. the Blaze right. Media. The, the, the Blaze like essentially
2: that. implemented what you were talking about, right? Like we own you know the blaze.com and we've banned Alex Jones. He's not doesn't write yeah. for us at all, right? Mm-hmm. That's okay. That's what a publisher does. But if you want the legal protections of platform status and then you're banning people who have opinions you don't like, I get it. I get there can be – there is some line there. Harassment is is a big part of that, and I know you mentioned that. But there's a tough line there, too. When you say that Alex Jones' followers are doing things on behalf of Alex Jones – I mean, that, that's a tough thing. I mean, we're broadcasters. People who to my program are yeah, weirdos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they might, they might really very well, weird. They really are. We yeah. yeah. said this quote from the article from CNN about this real quick. In some instances, when Facebook bans an individual or organization, it also restricts others from re- expressing praise or support about them on its platforms. Like that is, Wow. I mean, so you can't even go on and say I think Alex Jones is great. That that would get you in trouble. I mean, that's a really so if you deep, posted like a Joe Rogan podcast with with Alex Jones, Jones and you, might get you I guess trouble. and praised it, but if you criticized it, maybe that would be allowed. I don't know how that doesn't get down the platform road. Again, I this is not an easy line because I think we would all say like if there's a certain amount of harassment or there there's probably certain things um, that you could talk about banning. I just I would always want to err in freedom here. Mm-hmm. Freedom of speech is the place well, to err.
0: and again, I mean, Alex Jones' followers made the decision to go and, you know, stalk whoever. So why, I, I just, I this, have a hard time holding Alex Jones accountable for what other people do. It's the
2: individual the responsibility, we, yes. you know, and that, that, you go down really scary roads here. But again, I, I'm with you overall in that. It is a private platform, and they should be able to do what they want. If a Christian, a Christian platform should be able to put up things that don't have porn and don't have, you know, swear words, because that's their kind of founding document. I feel like, though, it's not clear at all uh, what what Facebook and, and all these other places are doing. Uh, I guess they're trying to do with that Louis Farrakhan, trying to make it even, but that does not make me feel good.
0: No. yeah, right, and back, yeah got sorry. to cut you off. Back in a minute.
2: Did we just ban you? Yeah, we just banned. Whatever you're about to say, It's true.
0: All right, Justin, tell everyone where they can find you. Uh, At
1: Justin T. Haskins on Facebook, which hasn't banned me yet, and Twitter.
0: Well, as you mentioned, you are very far-right. So Just like Louis Farrakhan, obviously <laughs> exactly to the same. There's
1: literally
2: no difference between us. We get confused <laughs> all the time. Are you right, like Alex Jones, though, and are calling for Bush to be assassinated, assassinated because of his role in 9/11? <laughs> uh, <laughs> not, quite. not quite there. I okay. haven't reached
1: that level. Okay, yet. good, good. Yes. Good. yes. That's, almost. That's
2: super
0: right. Yeah, right. yeah. almost. We're super right. <laughs> all right. Overtime starts next. Don't forget to tune in playsTV.com.
2: Best friends with Cynthia McKinney, but right. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at BlazeTV.com.
0: Andro, libertarian Andro, your top story.
3: I'm gonna rant about water parks.
0: I Um, I just don't I don't understand. Specifically
3: about publicly funded water parks. Uh. Uh, so this this tale comes to us from uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, which I have not been to, but I imagine it's great. Except for what they're trying to do with the Mall of America. Now the Mall of America is 90 miles wide, 100 mm-hmm. miles tall. I'm not really sure, but it's like a it's like a bunker for winter mm-hmm. um, that you can purchase all of your goods in. And they want to, they already have uh, roller coasters. They're looking to add a water park component to it, and that's going to cost. Um, million to the people of Minneapolis. uh, There's a nonprofit that's going to run it, uh, but $7.5 million is going to go from the taxpayers. And the idea is that eventually they'll sort of pay the city back but but like with stadium subsidies, there's a ton of other costs that are going to be built into this because they're also going to have to build parking. I, weirdly, the estimate for parking I, I read was like 50 million dollars over the course of, <laughs> of really. I don't know why the parking would be more expensive than the park. <laughs> Nonetheless, though, there's a lot of tax dollars that are probably going to be shoveled into this water park. The mayor had a great quote that said something to the effect of, um, "This should be I'm paraphrasing, but this should be a moneymaker." We had economists look at it, and no red flags. No red flags. Well, one of the reasons that they're kicking this over to the the taxpayers is because the economists who looked at it went, yeah, we don't think the private sector could actually pay for this, which is a really bad sign that you're going to make any money at it. Like, like if, a red flag. Yeah, like a red flag, <laughs> Justin. If you're saying we don't think that private business could build a water park, uh, then maybe you can't make money off of it with the public infrastructure of Minneapolis uh, So, or, or the nonprofit they're going to do. On top of that... And then you could actually refute that because there's... I looked into this. There's a water park 2.2. It's not even 2.2. It's like across the highway. (laughs) (laughs) Like, if you go to the highway and you go right, there's a water park there. So why, like, just build a tunnel.
0: We're really lazy, though, in America, (sighs) Andrew. Two miles. That's really far. I
3: just... this, this This is my... I think we can all agree that the point of the government is to protect us from communists, bears, (laughs) and to build water parks. So good job, Minneapolis, on building a water park. That seems like a really good thing. You pointed out, I thought this was a very accurate thing. You pointed out, maybe the government shouldn't be trying to save malls right now. That seems like kind of a losing bet. (laughs) I don't know. Give it to teachers. Do something else with it.
0: Every time I go into a mall, it is completely empty. It's just empty. This is not the time you want to be investing. <laughs> Maybe in the,
3: mall. the Mall of America with a good infusion no, yeah. from Joe taxpayer.
2: Yeah, well, in the Mall of America, is I mean, I, I was there a, l- a year or so ago, and it was it was busy and like you know, I mean, it's probably one of the few malls that will be like a tourist attraction. Sure, yeah, if if it really is just a it, Turning them into essentially entertainment complexes now. There's a mall uh, near here, where we are now that just I walked into. I was you know we were going in to go to some store. And they had one of the big sort of box stores on the outside. You know how you kind of sometimes will just cut through those stores? Mm-hmm. And I just walked in, and there's just giant basketball courts everywhere. It was just a giant sports complex now. They just built bas- basketball and volleyball and all these other things, and it was packed with people. And so Capitalist. trampoline park? Uh, uh, I've got about five of them around me. Uh, we are filled with trampoline <laughs> parks in Texas, man. I, I wish I had one of them when I was a kid. There's five within like three miles of my house here.
0: That's great.
2: Um, but that's a smart use. Like they're actually coming up with ways to make these things interesting for people. Hold
0: on. I Thought of something. Mm -hmm. Don't, no one take my idea. Trampoline parks with a bar for the parents.
3: Yes. This seems like a great way for (laughs) injured parents to (laughs) slam into each other. I would totally go.
0: You sign the form, we can't be held liable.
3: My, my last girlfriend in Washington, D.C., I took to a trampoline park on a second date, and I figured there would be, like, other people in their 20s and 30s. Nope. No. No, 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 no. everybody thought I brought my niece to the park. It was very
2: awkward. <laughs> How <laughs> young was... She was 24. Oh, okay, okay. I'm
3: 35. Okay. You know, so
2: it was, it was very
3: awkward all around. <laughs> all so. around.
2: All around. Um, yeah, no.
0: <laughs> One so
3: I thought it would be a fun thing to do if you, okay, second date. What are you, i we going to take you to a bar? I'm going to take you to trampoline park. Trampling I want park. you
0: to take me to the I'm, bar. I'm fun
3: and also probably fit. That was my logic there. And then, but it turns out I'm not because you don't use trampoline oh, muscles after the age is, of eight. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, your yeah. back is, gets destroyed on those things. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, one of the most difficult things, I think, for America to admit is that we have beer at Chuck E. Cheese. Like, yeah, you can go you know. to Chuck E. Cheese and get hammered at yeah. Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah.
0: Not that you have any experience.
2: No, no. They have pitchers. They'll bring pitchers of beer out to one parent. Trust me. Um, so, uh, it's, but it is, a, it is an interesting thing. And I like what they're doing there. I think capitalism is actually doing some pretty interesting things in this. But I think what, another part of this uh, 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 criticism of yours, which I fully agree with, uh, never should a dime be spent on a water park by government. Ever, yeah. ever, ever, ever. However, another part of this is... uh, is the government is now building fancy things with money that they don't have that actually compete with other businesses in the same town. I mean, this is happening in places all over Texas where they're building these Palaces of gyms and rec centers Mm -hmm. and they're unbelievable. They've got water parks inside of them. They've got incredible workout equipment and basketball courts and everything's like top of the line. And they're building this thing like a mile down the street from some poor business owner who invested God only knows how much money to build a gym and try to make money. And so that gym is is operating for multiple years and paying taxes to the city who then builds its competition with the money. Uh, it's incredible. Point, and of course, yeah. what can they do? They can build it newer. They can build it bigger because it's not their money. Mm-hmm. And they can undercharge for it. Mm-hmm. So they're undercutting the price of the private business owner in the same town who continues to have to pay taxes to the actual city who's so, building their they're competition. Like, they're like public gyms? or yeah, what like are They're yeah, they like a, community a, rec centers? Or yeah. what are they? I mean, yeah. they call them rec
3: centers, but I mean, yeah, they're just giant, gorgeous. Well, well, rec owners. centers are supposed to be kind of boring, beige, buildings that
2: we have meetings in, isn't it? Yes. Isn't not right? anymore. Is where,
3: where you're from? Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. These
2: are, these are fantastic. And, and, you know, obviously different... I mean, Texas's economy has been pretty darn good for a long time, so maybe it's not the case everywhere. But, I mean, the, you step in and you create these things and, like, you're actually just screwing over people who took the chance. I make this argument all the time with the public Wi-Fi situation. I mean, no one feels bad for Verizon because they're big and evil and everything. But it's like, Verizon spends billions of dollars to set up Internet for you to buy and then cities are like... It it's now free from us, right? And it's like, well, they're like, why did we do all of this then? And, and that is a real problem, I think. Yeah, when you see, uh, we see this a lot with sports stadium subsidies
1: too. You you, you build these gigantic sports palaces, right? And, and they, they make all these claims about how it's going to improve the economy, there's going to be all sorts of economic growth. But in reality, all you're doing is taking money that would have been spent somewhere else, and you're now putting it into the sports stadium that <laughs> some billionaire now owns, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So instead of going to the restaurant or instead of going to the movies, you're now going to the sports stadium. So you're just moving money around. You're not actually creating economic growth. However, I do want to say this. When I go to the mall, and I'm at the food court, and I'm at Cinnabon, there's nothing more than I want to see than a 300-pound man going down a water slide. I mean, that sounds amazing, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's what we all want to see. So I'm glad that they're doing this for that reason alone, because that sounds really appetizing.
0: It would be good for diet plans. It it would
1: be. Maybe that's what this is all about.
0: You know what? If if,
3: if they installed a water park in the state capitol, I'd be fine with that. That sounds kind (laughs) of (laughs) cool.
1: Why? In the building, you're saying? (laughs)
2: Just to get less work done. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Oh, That's
0: a great point. However, however we can make that happen. And
2: for more on this topic, I would encourage you to uh, search YouTube or whatever for mostly weekly with Andrew Heaton uh, on the uh, sports stadiums, which is a fantastic episode. Uh, One of my favorites. Yes, it's it's definitely worth a watch because it's it really is frustrating. I'm a person who actually likes sports and, you know, Mm -hmm. pays way too much money every year on sporting events. It's not I shouldn't be paying for it with my taxes. Let me be the dumb idiot who decides to you know, pay money to sit in a seat and watch other people do things.
0: <laughs> uh, all right. Yesterday's poll, what poses the greatest threat to America's future? 42% of you said socialism. 38% said open borders. 18 said fake news. 2% said climate change. <laughs> um, so I guess most of you probably watched Glenn's big special last night. But if you did not... Speaking of socialism, go back and watch it here on blazetv.com. It's called Socialism, A Warning from the Dead. It was huge. Justin was involved in it. Um, It was just, it was really, really huge. And it really, it tells you a lot of things you are never going to hear in mainstream media. Uh, Today's poll, should America get involved with the situation in Venezuela right now? Let us know what you think. At The Blaze's Twitter, that is at The Blaze. I know what Libertarian Andrew would say.
3: Yeah, I think we should just sell them stuff and buy stuff from them and otherwise leave them alone. Best of luck. But I don't think we should send over any guns. <laughs>
1: Justin? Uh, water slides. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we need to build water slides. That would solve a lot
3: of
0: problems. In Venezuela? Right? For i learning. It yeah. solves
1: every, every problem that we can have. Yeah. Still.
2: I have a sneaking suspicion we are somewhat already involved. I think they've yeah. uh, got a, a hand going on in there already. I, they're not going to go to military intervention no. or something, but they're they're doing everything they can to try to pull strings there, which, you know, is questionable.
0: All right, let us know what you think on Twitter, and we will see you guys tomorrow. Thanks again for being here. Thanks, yeah. It's great having you. When, do you. when do you fly out? Mom. Okay. So you actually will get to, like, go out?